0: Has there been talk in the room about you know not letting what happened last year for the team where they opened the game up a little too much? Has that been talk in the room at all?
1: No, I think uh, more reporters and media who dwell in the past. And you know, like I said, we, we got a new team and we got a you know new new goal set for this season, and that's what we're sticking with. And you know, it doesn't matter what the uh, the other team is doing or or who we're playing. You know, we know what we got to do, but you know, where everybody in this room is looking forward and not backwards.
2: A lot of people, you look at McKinnon and then McDavid and Dreissel, is a couple of statement games, media maybe do that more than anyone else, but do you guys feel that way? Like two statement games
0: right off the top to start the season? or?
1: No, two points yesterday, and then we play for two points tomorrow.
0: Damn! Welcome everybody to Big Bill's Flamecast for October the 15th, 2022 Battle of Alberta Game 1 edition. The Calgary Flames are going to be road warriors tonight on the road taking on the Edmonton Oilers in their building and this is the only time this season that the Calgary Flames will be... On the road in Edmonton for the Battle of Alberta. It's very perplexing. We only get three times this regular season to play the Oilers. Our greatest rival. And it is very, very mind-boggling. But the schedule is the way it is. And with so many teams in the league, it is going to be harder and harder to face one specific team for multiple games. Unfortunately, when you keep adding teams, this is what happens. So tonight we face the Edmonton Oilers, who, let's face it, uh, totally kicked our ass in the playoffs. And, you know, it's hard enough listening to Edmonton Oilers fans go on and on and on about their team but it's even harder when you know in your bones, in your DNA, that your team is better than the other team, but the players on your team who are better don't show up and don't have any heart because they're already checked out and they're already thinking about the next season and their big contract and their regular season numbers are already up. So they are already... For greener pastures. And what really pissed me off about last season is the fact that Daryl Sutter got so much more out of the guys who were already stars. Johnny Gaudreau, who you guys know, my ass is still chapped about the way he left this city. Not so much for Kachuk, even though I do believe that he mentally cashed out in that series with Edmonton. Those guys weren't thinking about the here and now. They were thinking about their their new contract that they were going to get and that they made it to round two and that's that's good enough or whatever. They were cashing out. And I I believe in Johnny's mind, he already knew what he wanted to do, and he knew, well, I'm not going to push myself to the limits here in the playoffs if I don't have to. I'm going to be going to another team, so why do I care anymore? I believe he was pissed off at the fans because playing in a Canadian market, you're under a microscope, and, you know, he was, he was basically told his performance wasn't good enough for multiple years, and finally we got a coach that tested him, and he couldn't hang, and, you know, Tanev said it best, and I got the audio here, you know, we have people who want to be here now. And for those people who want to be here, we're here to play. And that uh, makes me happy. We have so many guys on that team right now who are totally bought into Sutter's system, want to be winners, want to play like a team, and are ready to compete on a nightly basis. And it is a great time to be a Flames fan. And it's a great time to start and reignite this Battle of Alberta Once again, I am so excited for tonight's game and there's so many storylines to go over here in tonight's game. So much to talk about and you know, I learned my lesson from the last game. I'm not just going to play all sorts of audio um, in regards to the coaches and players. I definitely am going to play that, but um, I'm definitely going to uh, add some more of my opinions and commentary And try and find that perfect balance, because uh, you don't want the blowhard to go yapping about his own opinions, um, but you also don't want to be a clip show. It's a delicate balance. So here are the storylines and uh, news about tonight's game. Uh, We should do a little housekeeping for last game. Uh, Daryl Sutter, big DS as I call him, he got his 700th win as a coach and I think he's uh, tied with uh, Babs uh, Babcock for 700 wins and you know he's going to blast past that this season and uh, claim a higher spot on that all-time winningness coach and hopefully he will uh, he will be on the top here sooner than later but I think in order to be At the tippy-top of the mountain, he has to take out Scotty Bowman, which I believe is at 1,500 and some odd games. So, uh, Sutter's got his work cut out for number one spot, but he's definitely going to be higher in the top ten here very soon. Another story about tonight's game, Nazem Khadri. You know, I was cashed out. As soon as the Flames got uh, booted out of the playoffs last year I didn't I didn't watch anymore until I think the highlights of the the winning game but uh apparently Nazem Qadri got injured against the Oilers in the playoffs Evander Kane decided to uh board and uh hurt his hand and Qadri um was out for a little while and I think he missed the entire uh Series with the Oilers and uh, was on for the last series um, against the Lightning. But uh, I am confident that Codry will be ready to give uh, a receipt to Mr. Evander Kane tonight. And uh, there's going to definitely be a lot of uh, grittiness and uh, tomfoolery on the ice. I don't think the Flames are going to want to be in the penalty box because of, obviously, the sniping power of the Edmonton Oilers. But, you know, I am not convinced this Edmonton Oilers team was good enough to beat the Calgary Flames last season and that they're not all that they think they are right now. I truly believe the Edmonton Oilers uh, definitely have amazing skill on maybe two of their lines and uh, goaltending was was better, obviously in that series. But uh, Smith was here in Calgary as well. I really like Mike Smith. I think he's a good dude. As a starting goaltender, I don't think he's the best, and he got exposed after the Calgary series. I believe he was motivated. In the Calgary series, because of, you know, wanting to stick it to the Flames that, you know, didn't hold on to him and, you know, going with Vladar, uh, I think that chapped his ass. He had something to prove. And, you know, let's just face it, uh, he was the better player for that series. But he's not there. They have a new goaltender. I'm not even sure who's in net for them tonight. But, you know, it is going to be very interesting to see how the Oilers play out in this. A lot of pundits, a lot of reporters have them at the very tippy top of the, the division. I don't believe that's going to be the case. I believe the Flames will take the division once again. We will be one of the top seeds in the league, and I do believe Edmonton will be nipping at our heels, and, uh, but will be in the mix. And I think that tonight, this game is another two points, but there's always something in the air with the Battle of Alberta, whether it's manufactured because of uh, guys like me and the media, or if it's uh, the teams really understanding that this is huge for the fan bases and... um, you know, to get into it, to maybe be a little bit more chippy. But I truly believe the real rivalry and passion is there just on the player level. Caudry uh, obviously is, is choked. So many of the returning players uh, are quite pissed about last season. And Markstrom, he's pissed. He wants to uh, make a statement. And that's why it's so perplexing that he is not in net tonight. I thought absolutely for sure, uh, Markstrom was going to be in the net uh, to to make a statement, um, to tell the media and everybody, you know, this uh, this Oilers have my number shit is is bullshit, and uh, that he would be making the statement going in the net tonight. Sutter has made the decision that he wants to play Vladar once a week out of uh, the 20-so weeks that we have this season, and that this game was just the game that came up, and that because of the sickness of Markstrom last game, that the possibility was for him to get the start against the Avalanche, but uh, today's the day that he's getting into the net, so... Um, it's good to see that uh, DS is is changing a little bit. He's not riding the goaltender. Um, I'm not fully convinced that Daryl Sutter is going to uh, have a complete change of philosophy and heart. I think because it's so early in the season, that's why he's going with the backup goaltender to keep him warm, keep him fresh, but also... It's, it's not down the stretch and we're not fighting for a playoff spot. And I suspect la- if this was later on in the season, we would not be seeing Vladar, even though I'm very happy that Vladar's in net for the reason that I think we shouldn't play Markstrom so much this season. Um, you know, Daryl Sutter likes to ride his goaltenders and the only way to know when you've crossed the line is to cross it. And so... I feel that possibly Daryl Sutter saw the consequences in that series of riding uh, Markstrom that hard in a season, and so this is his way of uh, taking some pressure off of him in the regular season. But I suspect it will not continue later on down the line. That's just my thoughts, my observations from watching Daryl Sutter all these years and uh kind of knowing the man and what he does but we can all change we can all do things differently right who knows that's just my opinion so we have lots of audio to get to so let's hear from Markstrom and Lucic
1: I thought you know overall first period was was really really good obviously speci- oh, especially after you know obviously the first shot for for them went in and I thought our you know the guys did a great job of just you know turning it it's easy that he could go the other way but we turned flipped the ice right away and uh, you know we uh, you know pressure them and play hard and play the way we wanted to and then in the second they had a little push but you know obviously we came back with the lead and uh, in the third we you know closed the game and uh, you know obviously got a little a little too close at the end but you know uh, i thought it's a, it's a great great win great for for our team to get, get two points here uh, uh, at opening night.
2: Did you sense anything change though in that third period when they started, you know, you stayed a little bit too close, but any, any no. change in your group?
1: No, not really. No. I thought, uh, I mean, it's, uh, you know, obviously it's a goalie rim to, you know, McKinnon on um, a breakaway. With, you know, good shots, obviously want to want to save there when it's a 5-1 game, I think it was at that time. Yeah, you obviously want to save there, but, uh, you know, he, that was you know one of those off plays it wasn't a you know set place where we really got beat it was more of a goalie rim and bounced the glass and you know it came on a breakaway but i thought uh, overall good first game and you know two points is is really important and you know to get the fans involved right away it was great
2: how did you feel individually last night?
1: Uh, you know, good. Uh, obviously, a lot, a lot of stuff to, to work on and uh, get better. But, uh, you know, two points was, you know, that was the only focus I think I had and, you know, a bunch of other guys on. in this room. We wanted the, we wanted the win. So that, that was the main goal, and, and we, we achieved that. But now we got to move on.
2: You, uh, you've been pretty open about the frustration of the second round last year of the playoffs. Is, will that be in the back of your mind tomorrow as you face the Oilers
1: again? Game two of a new season.
0: Jacob, since you came here and Daryl in particular, you you find yourself in a lot of more low event kind of games. Last night, for instance, I think you had four shots.
2: Has that been a transition and something that like you've had to grow to be better at over your
1: career? It's for sure different coming from uh, you know, even you know from my whole career of playing goalie. You know, you know, not always on on great teams but so the workload was was usually higher and then you know coming in the league in the minors and florida we were in a top team then and vancouver was in a top team and uh, it's it's different for sure but you know for me as a goalie there's you know absolutely no complaints it's just you have to manage the game a little different when uh you know there there's you know we have more some time than than the uh, opposite 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 team has so but it's a little different. But you know, I have no complaints. It's, you know that's a great thing if we're we're in their end instead of our end.
3: Jacob, the answer is probably
0: pretty obvious. But in your words, why is it such a tough challenge whenever you play Edmonton, the team when you guys play
1: Edmonton? Uh, obviously, you know the like you said, it's, it's you know pretty obvious. They got they got some some good players in that team and. No, so do we. So it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a fun game tomorrow. And I think everybody uh, is excited to, you know, get our 1st first uh, road first game under the belt.
0: Has there been talk in the room about, you know, not letting what happened last year for the team where they opened the game up a little too much? Has that been talk in the room at all?
1: No, I think uh, more reporters and media who dwell in the past. And, you know, like I said, we, we got a new team and we got a, you know, new, new goal set for this season. And that's what we're sticking with. And, you know, it doesn't matter what the... Uh, the the team is doing, uh, or or who we're playing. You know, we know what we got to do. But you know, we're everybody in this room is looking forward and not backwards.
0: A lot of people, you look at McKinnon and then
2: McDavid and Drayson is a couple of statement games. Media maybe do that more than anyone else. But do you guys feel that way? Like two statement games right off the top to start the season, or
1: no? Two points yesterday, and then we play for two points tomorrow.
4: Damn! Yeah, it was, uh, it was good to obviously start the season off with a win, and um, I think our, our preparation was really good. You saw it in the way that we came out and had a really good first period, and, you know, we were kind of, you know, we gave ourselves a, a good chance to to get our game going and establish the lead and kind of take our habits and work ethic from the three practices leading into Thursday into the game yesterday. So that was good to see, but, you know, uh, after we made it five-one, it was kind of like we we let them uh, creep back in. So those are, you know, those are things that you learn throughout the season. Uh, you know, things that you touch up on, and things that you obviously you go over the things that you did well, and you, you and that's one of the thing. And then you go over the things that you need to improve on, and that's one of them is, you know, never getting comfortable or uh, with. With anything, regardless of the score or whatnot, we just got to play that we got to play play the way that we got to play it, uh, for all 60 minutes, and you know that's that's I think that's the biggest learning lesson uh, taken away from last night.
0: It's a new team and a new year, but what are the challenges in finding that balance between forgetting about what happened against the others last postseason and remembering just enough? to use it to your advantage
4: yeah I think I think you you said it perfectly there it's, it's it's a fine line of of not letting the emotions of last year get the better of you and uh, and and turning the page and you know moving on to uh, a, a new year a new season a new rivalry new, new faces in the rivalry now uh, and, and all that type of stuff so uh, regardless of the fact uh, you know, it is a, you know, Battle of Alberta game, big rivalry game, game that means a lot. Both teams are are, are, are expected to do well this year. So I think that just adds to to the rivalry and uh, should make for a really good Saturday night game.
3: Uh, Cheers.
2: Is, is there anything much more important in the change of this team
0: um, than how deep you are now down the middle of the rank at center and
2: the options that that gives you?
4: Yeah, that's huge. You know, uh, being deep in the center position is 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 obviously really important. You look at all the elite teams in the league. That's you know they're they're deep in in that position. And you look at the teams in the past that have won. You know they've they've had centermen, and and for the most part, you know the guy that carries the play and has the puck on his stick is is the centerman and uh and yeah so when you're deep in that position it's 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 a confident feeling going into every game and uh as a winger it don't matter who you're playing with you know you're playing with a good cent- centerman and and that gives us a lot of confidence
0: Welcome back everybody Big Bill's Flame Cast that was the man the myth the legend the one and only lu Cheech, and that's how I say his name every single time he has the puck on the ice, and hopefully now you guys will as well. I don't just say, Lou, I say, Lou Cheech. I think it has a little better uh, ring to it myself, because I think the other way it just sounds like you're possibly booing the man, because his name kind of sounds like a boo. Boo. But, anyways, I'm getting off the point. Lou Cheech, he's a very hilarious dude, very awesome guy. And he's talking there about uh, the importance of centermen. And I've said so long that we had to get a centerman. I said this all the way back when we had Jerome McGinnla and we were all about the right wing. I had no. Clue why we were so focused on the right wing. Yes, we have an awesome player who just happens to play the right wing. But we needed centermen. Centermen take those very crucial uh, face-offs. They're the ones that are crashing the net. They are, with the exception of the goalie, the heart of the team. And for so long, I was begging that we would get multiple centermen. And I like to liken it to the Pittsburgh Penguins because when this team was a playoff team and we just finally made it to the Stanley Cup and we had our style down, we had everything, our identity, the way we played, bam, they changed the rules. It was a lockout in 2004 and everything changed, and it was the Sidney Crosby era where you couldn't hook, you couldn't hold, you couldn't do anything like that before anymore, and it was all about the centerman, and it was all about the center ice, and I am so happy that we have a team with an emphasis on fantastic centermen, and, you know, I've been on record saying that I believe Michael Backlund proved himself in the playoffs last year that he has the heart to be the captain of this team. I believe that he is mature enough to have the captaincy. Unfortunately, Daryl Sutter does not think the same and I believe Daryl's right just because he's Daryl and he knows what the fuck he's talking about. And I'm just an armchair quarterback at the end of the day. But I believe Daryl's uh, logic is it's hard enough to be a captain in the NHL, but to be a captain of a Canadian team is extremely hard. And Michael Backlund obviously... Um, Being a Swedish born player who still lives there, I believe um, it's probably more challenging for him than, uh, you know, your average hockey player who comes from Canada. I don't know. Um, That's just what I'm kind of reading into it. But uh, that being said, I believe that he is captain material. I would like for him to have the C, but ultimately. Uh, we will we will see what happens down the road. That's not something that I'm going to continually uh, bitch about this season. If we don't have a captain this season or next season, um, whatever Daryl Sutter wants to do, I believe in that man and his uh, his ability to figure out what's going on. Because, you know, he doesn't just deal with the day-to-day stuff with the guys. He's... With them all the way through. And he knows what's going on in their personal lives. He knows what they can take on and what they can't take on. And shit like that. So, you know, that's all I'm going to say about it. But my vote, Michael Backlund, one day to be the captain. Another man who's worthy of wearing the C is wearing an A tonight. Jonathan Huberdo I guess they're going to be alternating the A between him and Lindholm, I think it's awesome that he's wearing an A. I think he's a very awesome leader, and he's going to fit that role perfectly because I believe he was already wearing an A in uh, Florida. So not really a big difference for him except different teammates. And uh, yeah, so let's hear from Hooby. It's going
2: to be a lot of fun. I think, you know, first time playing in Hockey Night in Canada so is going to be cool. And especially, you know, playing against uh, Edmonton, a big battle. And like I said, we only come here once, so we got to get that that win. You had the, the Battle of Florida. You've gone through something similar. But, you know, do you enjoy, do you embrace, you know, these opportunities when the stakes are, you know, feel a little higher? Yeah, it's, you know it's, I mean? it's fun. Obviously, you get it's more intense and. You know, uh, I think it's it's always physical, so it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think, uh, you know, we obviously we got to come out on, on top of it. And uh, we just got to play our game.
4: Have just you
3: heard much about it or paid much attention to the Battle of Alberta from Florida, or is that more of a regional thing? Yeah,
2: th- I used to watch a little bit. And I mean, obviously it was later back in the, in yeah. the East, so you, you could watch it, you know, at night. So, yeah, I've watched it, and it's always intense. I mean, you know, two, two big teams. And... Good players, so I think it uh, should be a lot of fun. You only have
0: three regular season
1: games, including this one against the Edmonton Oilers. Is that enough, considering how big this rivalry is?
2: Yeah, I was actually surprised when I look at the, uh, the schedule. But um yeah, that, that's what it is. I mean, we don't we don't decide the schedule, so every game is going to be tough. And obviously, division games are always uh, more important.
3: Did you, what enough. did you grow up
4: watching? Sorry, Wes. What part. did you grow up watching when you were a kid? Who's the rivalry you're watching on
0: TV on Saturday night?
2: Probably like. What I remember probably Montreal and Boston. You know they played a lot in the playoffs. You know a lot of years in a row. So I think that was kind of the rivalry. I didn't have the you know the Nordique and the Montreal. I didn't have the chance to watch that, but that was probably a big rivalry. And uh obviously being a Montreal fan, you know back in the day, that was probably the rivalry that I watched.
0: Daryl told us this morning you're going to have a A on your sweater for parts of the season. What uh, what's that mean to you?
2: Yeah, it's it's nice. I mean you have the. Confidence of the leadership. I mean, I've been in the league for you know 10 plus years and was a leader in Florida. So I think I want to come here and, be, and do the same thing. And I mean, there's a lot of great leader in this room. So even guys that don't have an A, I mean, they're, they're still leaders. So I mean, but it's nice to get obviously the confidence from uh, from Daryl.
0: Everyone goes about it a little differently. How would you describe your leadership style?
2: I mean, on the ice, uh, probably more than, than off the ice. But I think, you know, I'm When you're in the league for a lot of years, I mean, you feel more confident in the dressing room. And obviously coming in here, it's it's new guys, you know, you don't get like comfortable as as much as I was in Florida. But I think it's going to get there. I mean, obviously right now I feel even more comfortable and uh, talk in the room. But I would say probably more on the ice.
0: Jonathan, you said this is your first hockey night in Canada. You don't mean literally. I mean, at some point, surely Florida was playing the Leafs or something.
2: Yeah, probably. I don't remember, though. <laughs> so I said that, but uh, yeah, probably played one, but not a lot. Yeah. Obviously, Florida, we didn't get the, the, the time, really, and the, the, the best times. But uh, yeah, here, it's going to be a lot of fun. Like I said, 8 o'clock game, you know, I don't remember playing that instead except playoffs. So it's going to be it's exciting. I think everybody's exciting. And you can tell, you know, the fans, too, they're exciting. And it's going to be a great game. You definitely don't have any of those, like, Hockey Night in Canada towels, right? No, actually, I got one, so probably I played in one. <laughs> I only have one, but I don't know where it is now, so hopefully I get another one.
0: The Battle of Alberta. Hockey night in Canada. Always a good time. And Huberdo is going to enjoy himself tonight. That is for sure. I got one more audio clip to share with you guys. Yes, it's DS... Daryl Sutter talking about the game tonight. Not a very long clip, but I always like to get Daryl Sutter's take on things whenever possible. You will probably hear Daryl Sutter on this podcast more times than any other player or anyone else because Daryl Sutter is the man, and let's hear from him right now.
3: It's the farthest north to play a game this winter. Hard to believe. One game.
4: Yeah, one game in Edmonton, and the season series is done before New Year's. What are your, what are your thoughts
3: on that? No, that's the way the league's set up. I mean, We play teams in, in the, the conference, the other divisions, as many as we play seminars. So that's the way it works.
0: Coach, you got uh, Dan Bladar in the Stars' net today. Should we read anything into
3: that? Um, our theme coming into the season was wanted to make sure there's 26 weeks in our season want to make sure that ladar gets a game a week so just the way this month works and quite honest when marky was under the weather last game we thought about playing him against Colorado and then marky here but he ch- chose game one so this is game two
2: what uh, what areas are you looking to see some some
3: steady improvement from your group I think from we only played one game so I think as the season goes along, you look for areas of improvement all the time. I think the difference between last game and this game would be we were at home. Now we're on the road, so it changes
1: we saw Elias Lynn home. As an alternate captain
3: the other night, what, what made them the choice for you? Uh, th- we're, in order for our team to take a step this year, I've said a lot, it's the 23 to 29 age group has to be a better players than they were last year, and part of that is leadership. So Lindy is in that group. We prefer that that, that leadership comes out in a, out of that group. So Lindy and, and uh, Johnny will will both be alternate captains this year. All
0: right, everybody. It's that time again. Time where we are all done for today. I hope you guys are excited and as pumped as I am for this awesome night. It doesn't take very much for me to get excited for a Battle of Alberta on hockey night in Canada. But either way, I want to make sure that you guys are just as excited as I am for tonight. So thanks again, guys, for checking this out. Please like, comment, subscribe, and all that good stuff. And until next time, I'll catch you all on the flip side.